Podcast brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. I want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors, especially my boy Jay Piper over at Par Hopper Golf Apparel. Go check him out. I just got in our Par Hopper shirts for our Creative Vets Golf Tournament uh, that we're playing in in a few weeks. Thank you, dude. He uh, he's a sponsor for us for the tournament. He decked us out in uh, not matching gear, so each one of y'all are going to get to see me and the boys wearing different polos and uh, zip-ups and shit from Par Harper Golf Apparel. So thank you. Uh, knife a month underscore shop on Instagram, Two Pilots Distillery, Nobles Networking. Uh, I think that's it, unless I just completely forgot some money. Oh, Gridiron Coffee, my bad, dude. Uh, and uh, our management and distribution company, Red Circle. Thank you for a little change in my pocket. Today I got one of my faves. Uh, I've known her longer in social media uh, than anybody else that we've done the show with. Uh, she's not just a friend. She's family to me. Miss Kate Stinson. Hi. You have always looked beautiful, but God damn, you looking good now, darling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Won't you Very tell happy us, to be here. Tell everybody what you've uh, been through the past, I guess, what? It's almost two months now, right? Uh, a month, uh, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell them about your surgery. So I lost 150 plus pounds over the past three years and so I finally had my loose skin removed on March 12th um and it's been it's been a recovery process but it's been a good time so I had a 360 tummy tuck muscle repair um back lipo and all that jazz and it's it's been life-changing to say the least uh and I'm gonna tell you Kate was already a smoke show before this she was already bad as hell but but the waist is snatched i'm just going to tell you those pictures that you've been posting i i like the the bathing suit one you posted yesterday or the day before but the uh -huh. one in the denim dress i love that dress oh my god I, I just did a all my easter content so i did like a tactical bunny thing and i got a whole bunch of stuff coming it's gonna be a good time though i'm super excited about it I, I love it. I, I told you, I told you before, like, I'm proud of you. I, I've always thought she was beautiful regardless. You, it, it's great to see, uh, I guess when I've, like I said, I, I sent you a long text message or what on that line. Well, and you, you it's, it's, it's like 300 pounds too. Yeah. But you, you, like, you've always been beautiful outside and into me though. Now. But you can see, like, now you kind of, you're wearing it. You got a little bit more of a glow to you right now. Everyone keeps using that word. You're like the fourth person to say you're glowing. And I'm like, I'm not pregnant, guys. Like, <laughs> but well, thank you. Yeah. 
But uh, no, nah, it's just cool. It's cool to see. Uh, and you also got uh, some more good shit besides for for that right now. You yes. got a you got a new brand dropping. I do. I just dropped the Unfactioned. I've been working on it for about two years now. Um, and it's it's funny like that we're talking about this on this podcast because it's for people like yourself. I just I wanted something that really represented people that go off the beaten path to make a name for themselves and people that don't just want to work their life away. Like they want to experience life and live life and travel and, and be able to experience all of these things. Um, and that's kind of why like the symbol of the weird is the logo for the company, which represents the past present and future in Norse culture is just being able to understand how that's all intertwined and how we really take charge of our future and our destiny. Um, and we have had many a calls you and I have of, the sky is falling and I don't know what I'm doing and I, I don't know where I'm going in life. And I think that this brand is for those types of people that maybe sometimes you have some self-doubt, but at the end of the day, you know, you pull up your bootstraps, you keep doing what you need to do and you keep chasing your dreams. So go check it out at theunfaction.com. Hey, y'all need to. And uh, we have had many of those calls, but I've had to tell your ass time and time again, you're just a baby. I know. It you're feels so different though. Like, you know. Like I hear 26 and I'm like, oh, I'm so old. But you're not. You're not. You by the time, by the time you are literally my age, you're gonna be worth way more than what I am at my age. You got started so young. It's almost like you have a degree. I feel like I have a degree in communication and marketing and everything now that took six years to get to where I'm at. You're at the same level I'm at now. I got started later in life than you did. By the time you're at my age, you're going to be fucking golden, dude. Like, it's just, you got to, you got to pay your dues. You got to have some growing pains. Anything that comes easy goes away easy. You got to remember that. This is true. This is very true. I get, I I get on to a lot of people all the time because a lot of these folks that uh, I've met through social media have started to realize like Josh isn't completely full of shit. Like, I don't rush. Like, I'm kind of smart. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't rush anything. I take my time with almost everything that I do. I think it through. I fucking, sometimes I'm a little broker than I want to be, but I don't want a quick dollar. And that's that's one of the things I've tried to stress to you is there's there's been times that me and you both could have done things that could have made us a shit ton of money overnight. And it would have burnt out fast, though. And that's true. And I think think that's the frustrating bit right now is it's like and it's interesting you say that because I was looking at you know when I was prepping for my launch and I finally started my YouTube I did my first video I'm really excited about it um finally after like two years of talking about it um and all that kind of stuff and I I look at the people that I look up to and that I want to be like and I realize people like Bailey Sarian which I don't know if you know her she's the one that does like the makeup and murder mystery stuff and she just got a deal with Netflix um to do a segment and she's big on YouTube she got big on Facebook watch all that kind of stuff it took her eight years to get where she's at. Yeah. But like, you would never know that just from, because, you know, when someone gets big, you just know them from when they get big. You don't really know a whole lot of the backstory. Um, and then, you know, uh, gosh, Lions Not Sheep is a brand that I love. You know, I thought they were just a pop-up and this guy that owns it is, okay, but here's, th- this, they've been around for 10 years and I didn't know that until this year. So like, when I started to realize that a lot of the people that I idolize have at least almost a decade in the game, I was like, okay, <laughs> I've been here for like five years, sort of, kind of like, and that's realistically, I guess, you know, that my journey didn't really start till three years ago because my, my social media stuff didn't really take off until I moved to Texas. So it's just, you gotta keep on it. 
one thing that it seems like we uh, have came back and talked about on the show a lot lately is something that I have uh, in the past probably year or the past six months really came to love. There's too many people that focus on the destination. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have came to love the journey. Yeah. Like one, there's so many people that once you get to the destination, you're burnout, you've got there and you're like, what's next? Yeah. Like you, if you like learn to love the process, you learn to love the journey. If you learn to love the ups as much as you love the downs or whatever, it, that is what makes you. That is what, mm-hmm. that is what drives the success in you. Once you right. get there, where the fuck do you go from there? Right. You got to start something new. Like all those, right. all those names that you just mentioned. Nobody fucking knows who you are until you get there. But that kind of makes you jaded. It, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that even have done this show lately that uh, it, it doesn't piss me off. It doesn't make me mad. But when somebody thinks that like uh, I had somebody that I started a show with and I'm not mm-hmm. going to say their name. I started a show with and I ended up cutting it. I ended up making oh. some excuse to get off of it because uh, like they were talking down to me like in, in kind of a way like, yeah. they, like they were better than me. And, yeah. uh, and finally I got off. Yeah. And I finally got <laughs> off with them and I was like, look, I'm just going to tell you right now. I, I, t- I told you that I was in a funk before this. Like right. I, I kind of like the past couple of weeks or whatever. Like, I don't know what it was like. It's been weird. It's probably because yeah. I wanted to voice this. Uh, but I think what it was is like, I had to tell this person cause you know, of all people, I'm going to say what I feel sober, yeah. drunk or whatever. I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. I don't care if you got 10 million people that follow you and kiss your ass. Right. I'm not kissing your ass. Like, <laughs> He's really not. I, I'm not going to. Like, I, I judge somebody by the content of their heart, not by the right. content of their social media. That's, right. that, Ooh, that's I, a shirt right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, uh, that's, that's me. And this right. person thought they could speak over me, that they were better than me. And when we got off, like when I cut it, I was just like, look, I just want you to know, uh, I appreciate your time or whatever. I'm not going to air this. And, uh, how many awards do you have? Yeah. Like I actually have awards for doing what I do. Right. If you think that it's cool that you, you know, you just are trendy mm-hmm. or whatever, like, what do you do to help people? What have you ever done to help others? You know, if you think that you're going to last by all means, you that go right, good. you go right the fuck ahead. Yeah. Hit me I up. Actually, hit me up in five years. And it's funny you said this. I literally was just talking with um the founder of Clark Armory about this. Uh, which if you guys don't know, Clark Armory, really good. Just check it out. Very similar to Big Daddy Unlimited, but a little bit smaller. Um, and uh he was talking about it too, that you know, a lot of businesses are wanting to start to do this influencer collaboration type deal. And he's like, I'll tell you what, they just had shot show back in January and you know, he had a girl that that came out with them and whatever and not their name or anything, but came out with them or whatever and was just super like she was super sweet over like email and like all that kind of stuff. And they met and it was almost as if like she thought this shot show trip was for her. Like it was like, oh, you're so lucky to have me here. Like I'm doing in reality. It's like, yes, was she a great asset to have, but like, he's like, sweetie, I built this multi-million dollar company without you. You're, you're a wonderful asset, but it's that sense of staying humble and, and remembering when people give you those opportunities, or if people want to collab with you, like we all have to remember where we started. And even to people that are just starting out, this kind of goes across the board for anything. If someone gives you the chance to better yourself, even if you have a bigger following than them, 
in some way, shape or form, they're giving you an opportunity to better yourself and better your platform. And so to act as if you're kind of like, you know, your shit don't sink. It does. Yeah. <laughs> like, quit, yeah. quit with all that. Well, that, so. that's what that's what gets me. And I think what is entitled these a lot of these people is TikTok. Like, yeah. but they also don't realize I'm not the biggest. Uh, I'm not going to say this dude's name, but, <laughs> but I, I heard him say something one time and it, and it does make the most sense. Uh, TikTok is the easiest thing to grow a following on. Yes, it is. It, it's absolutely the biggest. I mean, it's the easiest thing to grow a yeah. following on. Mm -hmm. And folks don't realize that most of the time, the reason why your numbers don't match on there compared to any other platform, uh, it's random. It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. mostly random. Somebody's going to see your video one fucking time. They're going to like it. They're going to follow you. They might right. not ever see you again. Talking again. Yep. They might not ever. And then you're going to get people that hate you too. They're going to yep. follow you and just to, just to be an asshole. They're not going to yeah. like you. They might watch your stuff, but they're not even going to like you. That's why your follows never match your likes, never match your comments. Right. It's the easiest thing to grow a following on. So if you base your popularity or your like who you are in this world off okay. of TikTok, you're, you're failing. You're, you're failing. You're, yeah. you're literally failing at life. That is, it is nothing more than a marketing tool. Right. Uh, and I think, Nick, I don't know if you know Nick Luciano. Do you know Nick who he is? Okay. So he's based here in Texas. He is like the prime example of someone who has done amazing things using TikTok. And but the smart thing is he took TikTok and then got off TikTok as fast as he could. He is like 6.2 million on there, but he started a clothing brand. He's now like sponsored by a boot barn, but he took that and instantly did everything he could to use that cross marketing off of that platform yeah. because I, I'm living proof. If anyone doesn't know, I had 1.1 million and the next day it was gone. Like they so quickly can remove that from you. And if you haven't monetized it in the right way, it was like, so yeah. what, you know what I mean? Like, great. You had that, but it's gone and it wasn't paying your bills anyway. So, you know, I've seen very few people, like, I think I can count on two hands. If that, I don't even need all full two of them. The people that I can think of the top of my head in my three years of being on TikTok, the ones that have made it into a career for themselves. And when I say that, I mean, yes, TikTok is still something that they're on and they have a large, a large following there, but all of their money is coming from outside of it now. Yeah. It has nothing really to do with TikTok anymore, you know? So I agree I know, with that. I know three. I know three. Yeah. Demps, Kelsey, and Justin Nunley. Yeah, those are the only those are only three. If I'm missing anybody, I'm sorry. But those are the only three that I know for without a doubt, they've turned it into a career. Yeah, I, I know I'll... some that have turned it into where they've quit their jobs. And now they have an excessive hobby. Right, right, right. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, in terms of genuine sustainable income. Yeah, like yeah. those are the three that I, and Justin still has his job. Like Justin yeah. literally still has his job. But uh, no, I just. There's so much of it that I just fucking, I despise and I hate. If if the stuff that I could post, like I literally just want to post the stuff of my show. I want to take uh -huh. clips of my show, put on there and not have to post anything else. But you know what? Those things are flat and they die. They yeah. get no views, no traffic towards my show. But then I post something stupid about fucking moms or <laughs> our single moms. Or so, I said fucking moms like I was trying to bang moms. Not that. But that's like, what I as. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I meant like uh, supporting single moms, which I do yes. anyway. But something like that or whatever. And next thing you know, 100,000 views, close to yep. a million views. But yep. th then I post something that's actually from the show. And TikTok's like, oh no, 
We're not doing it. We can't. We're not that's logic. That, that, that has substance to it. No. We're not doing that. <laughs> and it, but every once in a while, I'll post something that's like motivational that I take content that's actually from the show, mm-hmm. but I don't post the actual clip from the show. I have to turn it into a video. Something that I said on the show, but I turn mm-hmm. it into an actual video and it'll get some views. But still, it's just like, go watch the goddamn show. There's right. Th- <laughs> if the 300, whatever it is, I don't even fucking know. What right. from TikTok, if just, you know, half of I y'all, if that. a quarter of y'all would go watch each one of my episodes within a month's time, my life completely changes financially. Yep. Like, yep. No, and it's no, already no. doing, it's already doing well. The show's in the top 1% in the world, but still, it's like. Y'all shut the fuck up. If you like what I do here, you're Go gonna love you're gonna love the show. Right. But, but TikTok, no, we can't show that. Uh, right. No, uh, and I it's across the board like that too. Cause there are other like platforms like when I launched Camp and I I, I should have listened to you. I'll give you that. I should have listened to you because we literally had a conversation. What was it a month ago? And I was talking about how pissed I was. It was more than a month, it was like two months ago. And I was pissed off that I was getting shadow banned. And you were like, it was, no, it was when my page got taken down on TikTok, literally on TikTok. And you're I was freaking about, out. About and you were gun. like, yep. you were like, it's the guns. It's the gun, honey. It's the gun. I'm like, no, no, it's not the guns. Okay. And then I go to launch my brand. And what do I do? In case anyone's wondering, I'm doing a rifle giveaway. Six days banned on Facebook. Yep. Shadow banned the fuck on Instagram. Yep. And he's like, it's almost like if you listen to me, Kate, you know, you get somewhere. I, I don't listen to this man a lot for those of you listening. He gives me advice all the time. And I, I sit here and I'm stubborn and I'm hard headed. And he's like, and then about a month later, he'll usually get like a text or call being like, gosh, you just got, time. you just got to know how to play the game. I know, but I don't, I want to play it my way. I don't want to play it their way. Okay. It that, way. that is, that is mm. the hardest thing. That is the know. hardest thing to learn with all of this shit. Cause every one of us want to do it because the simple fact is we think we can do it better. We think we can do it better than anybody else is doing it. I think that with my smart ass mouth and the way that I talk trash, I think I can out trash talk almost anybody on social media to the point to where it's funny. I can make it extremely hilarious, but I know I cannot post the content that I want to post on social media without it banning my accounts. And if it bans my accounts and guess what? It drives nobody to the show. I cannot, when this is my livelihood, this is, this is what you have to realize all this shit. When you're the person that is in charge of marketing your brand, and that is what you are, same way I am, mm-hmm. you, you don't have an option. Sometimes you have to swallow your pride. You got to be like, you know what? For the good of me, I have to tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have to listen to someone else sometimes. But I've had to listen to other people. I got the advice from Ginger Billy when he did the show last year. When he told me, he was, I think he's the first person that told me, he's like, look, you're not going to want to play by the rules, but if you go by what you want to do, you have a, you have this, you have your podcast. This is your outlet. He has Mm -hmm. his comedy on stage. That's his outlet Mm -hmm. play by their rules on their platforms because it is, they list their community guidelines. Yeah. They tell you what you can and can't do. You, you can't expect to break their rules and not get punished. Yeah. We're not special. I know. But I don't have rules on here. I can do whatever fuck I want to on here. I've said some fucked up jokes on here. I'm aware. Yeah. (laughs) You've been you've been privy to some of those. I know. I'm aware. So you have as long as you play by their rules though, and you take advantage of it, then fuck it. You're using them. Just look at it as you're using them. 
I know it. I know it. It's just frustrating. And that, I think that's the thing, too, is just kind of when you were talking about like the journey and not the destination, for example, like I, and I've realized that like I've spent so much time stressing on, you know, a month from now, two months from now, three months from now. OK, well, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even realize like my day to day, if I spent the amount of energy that I spend stressing about what's going to happen 90 days from now and genuinely just focus on what the fuck I was doing, I'd be twice as productive. But I'm I'm so hyper focused on, oh, this is failing and this is not working out. So how can I make this work in three months instead of saying, OK, how can I make this work till tomorrow? And yeah. how can I make this work till the next day? And how can what how can I improve the next 48 hours of this situation? And if I started doing that more consistently, I think I would see bounds and strides of improvement in a lot of aspects of my life. And that's not just with the social media, that's with a lot of things. But I think that's really important about that whole enjoying the journey because we kind of forget about it. And then we wake up and realize, holy shit, it's been three weeks. And I don't even remember most of it because I was having an anxiety attack the entire time because I was so focused on what wasn't happening two months ago. You know, so I, I totally, I totally agree with that entirely. Well, it's even, it even gets a little deeper in that. You might not even get to that point. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what a lot of people that's don't valid. want to realize what it's, you might not ever even get to that point. So why not just enjoy right fucking now? Right. Right. You know, I, I'm bad about it. I'm literally bad about putting shit off because mm -hmm. I want to enjoy the right now. I want to do the right now. Mm -hmm. And I got enough confidence in myself and you and some other people that I'm around. I know that we're going to succeed. Right. I know that we're going to get there, but there's a chance that we might not. Yeah. So enjoy right now. Do it. As long as we're doing it our way, we're going to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. It's kind of like manifestation when they talk about that, like that concept of, and I'm not a big, like I see all those things all the time where it's like, use this sound and manifest. No, I'm not all about that stuff. Yeah. But I genuinely mean like the, it's it's more than that, like the mindset of if you genuinely believe something's going to happen, like in your mind, you've already told yourself this is going to be it will be like it, you will instinctively bring it into existence in some way, shape or form. But if you're hyper focused on I want to get this thing, I want to get this thing, I want to I want to get this thing, you're telling yourself constantly that you don't have it. You know what I mean? So it's like you're putting yourself in this mindset already that you don't have this thing. And if you're constantly in the mindset of I don't have this thing it's going to be a constant chase versus I'm happy with where my life is. This is, this will happen for me one day. It's okay. It'll be eventually, you know? So I think that that's super important and just not getting super tied up in the logistics. I'm so bad about it. You know, I'm bad about it because I call you and I usually have a meltdown about it, but it is, it's really hard not to get caught up in the nitty and gritty of. And here, failure. and and here's <laughs> another thing that you need to remember. You have to veer sometimes. If you plan too much yeah. ahead, yeah, then you just kind of forget that sometimes shit has to. You got to veer. You like I I love what you're doing now. I do, and like I, I mean, you've had our talks about like doing the I super know. political shit and everything Fuck and all that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, and I've had to have my talks with other people about it. You happen to not be as goddamn hard headed as other people. Like I literally have almost gotten to my wits end with some people to where I'm like, look, you do what the fuck you're going to do, but don't mm -hmm. include me at all because I'm just, I ain't about it. You're, yeah. you're, you're going about it the wrong way. You're literally being blind to what you could be doing. Yeah. But think about if you went back a year ago from now or a little bit more, you would have been a hundred percent 
thinking that right now you'd have everything that you were doing super political. And if you would have stuck to that road, you'd have been so fucked financially. I know. No, and I literally just did a live. I don't know if you saw it. I took it down. I did a live stream. What was it? Maybe three, four nights ago. Um, I, I had shared something stupid about Will Smith. And someone was like, oh, this is all the libs and blah, blah. And I literally I said, pause. Okay, this isn't even a political post and you're making yeah. it political for no reason. I ended up going and doing a live about why I stepped away from politics. And I ended up taking it down because I'm going to make it into a YouTube video because it's just too in-depth of a, a talk to put in like a 10-second live stream. But for real, no, I, I think one of the best things that could have happened to me was losing that TikTok page. Yeah. I feel like losing that complete just burden of, politics all the time i was fucking miserable dude like i really was like people you know oh you know you you're my favorite conservative and i'm sitting here and i'm like but i was fucking miserable i woke up every single morning and i was arguing with somebody that i don't know that's living across the country that is probably a really decent person but we're out here having people give us death threats that we've never fucking known like that's a miserable existence well not only that people just they fuck up this part of it this is literally a conversation i fucking had I got sick and tired of having this with another female conservative. Okay. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't realize, and I've told you this before, when you're Mm -hmm. as talented and as entertaining as you are, when you go down that road as a woman, Mm -hmm. you paint yourself into a fucking box that you cannot get out of. Yep. It's, It's a little bit easier for a man, for a woman First off, you're an African-American woman, so you had to hear Candace Owens every goddamn second of your life. It sucks. Yeah, you had to hear it. It so bad. Okay. The thing is, the thing is, and I hate to say it, there's already Candace Owens, darling. I know it. I know it. I know it. And and you're too close to her age, so she's got that market covered. I work for her. but, (laughs) But you literally are more than that. Yeah. Not that you couldn't kill it that. But you're more than that. You can be more than that. I'm glad that you realize that. The, yeah. pe- the people who don't realize that they're painting themselves into a box, you're missing out on every other opportunity that you could be doing. Right. Like you can have so much more fun. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I was happy in that box. But the second I realized that that box was not sustainable, Mm-hmm. And I can still have my views without it being overbearing. And I can mm-hmm. stand up for what I believe in without it being overbearing, which is what right. most of the people are in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Jordan has one of the best quotes ever. And he said, Republicans buy shoes too. And he's a Democrat. He doesn't talk yeah. about fucking politics. Yeah. Yeah. If no, my- and it's, it's- yeah. It's true. Like, even when you think about like our trip to Fort Worth, I still, that's like still one of my favorite. Anyway, it's a great trip. But, you know, like yeah. all of that shit, like when you think when you're talking about painting into a box, like when it comes to the political stuff and the opportunities, because there were a lot of opportunities. I work, I work for Canada, so and I worked for Blexit for all of a couple of months. And, but then I started to realize every single opportunity that I'm going to get from this platform is going to be politically based versus yeah. when we were doing, you know, the Fort Worth trip and, you know, you go to Nashville, all these different things. Like, I would much rather the opportunities that come my way be all different walks of life versus just, oh, we want you to come to this March rally downtown for this thing. And we want to come, you know, have you on the the blaze or the Candace Owen show or whatever. Like, and just, and I couldn't, I, the more I thought about it, the longer it was like, 
I would absolutely hate waking up. Great. Those are great accomplishments. Fine. But at the same time, I'm like, that would be fucking miserable. Like waking up every single day and knowing that the only things that are going to be in my inbox are things that are conservative related versus, hey, we're going to be going to, you know, fucking Hawaii to film X, Y, and Z for whatever totally unrelated political thing, but it would just be fun. You know, it's not biased on any level. It's not going to cause controversy. It's not going to cause an uproar of an angry mob. It's just going to be people shooting the shit, having a good time. And I would much rather be doing that than. Well, the, well, the, well, the thing is in like, this is where I had to come to like my thing with it is I myself anyway, there's a lot of things that I don't consider myself to be a conservative with anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more down the middle to me. Democracy was meant for us to come to a, a common ground to where we're supposed to have a compromise. There's mm-hmm. certain things that we're not supposed to compromise on, but for the majority of it, we're supposed to live together. We have to live together anyway. So right. to compromise. The left is just as fucked up as the right. And the more you yep. open your eyes, the more you realize you have extremists on both sides, yes, but, the, but the majority live in the middle. Yeah. So when you market yourself as a conservative, the way that you had done, the way that I mm-hmm. had done at one point in time with bearded bastard, you realize that I'm literally marketing myself to 10% of the country. And I don't right. even like, I believe in this stuff, but the right. people that are taking and running some of the comments that I say, they're literally making me look like a fucking psycho. Yeah. And I don't like, I love, like, I love the gays. you're putting me in a fucking box with shit that i don't even agree with just because because i say one goddamn thing you're literally going ahead and assuming that i want to go fucking bomb abortion clinics right exactly like fuck you guys you can't speak for me and that's where like i got a problem with it like Mm -hmm. i believe in what i believe in and i'm passionate about what i believe in but the turning point for me was when you get that mindset that there's somebody sitting across the table from you that's not a psycho, that mm-hmm. is just as passionate about their beliefs as mm-hmm. you are about yours, but they do it the same way that you do, and and they're just living a normal life like you. They're not an extremist. Right. Like, you know, I can be fu- – one of my best friends is named Tiffany. She don't mm-hmm. believe in a goddamn thing I do. <laughs> and, and, and this woman would stop what she's doing right now the same way you or any of my real good friends would. She mm-hmm. would stop what she was doing to come help me do whatever. Right. Like she's family to me. Right. And, and it's like this person would be there for me. But some of you extreme conservatives that have sat there and shared my videos just because I say I like the gays. Yep. Wouldn't. Who? Yep. Fuck, fuck you guys. Yep. And I've seen that on my Facebook yeah. a time and time again where they're like, oh, this you, you've turned. You're no longer one of us. And I'm like, first of all, I was I don't know what this one of us nonsense is, but. No, I completely agree. And it, it's a matter of it. I realize in order in order for me to be able to say, and this is what I said in my live stream, I said in order for me to say that all liberals are the same, I'd have to be able to say that all conservatives are the same. And if I'm not willing to say that, then I can't I can't I can't abide by this whole like us versus them type situation that is just the only abysmal. The only us versus them in my mind is the poor and middle class versus the uber rich. That I'll, is, give you, I'll give you that. Yeah. That's, that's the only fucking us versus them. Yeah. Besides that, it don't fucking matter. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It, it really, it does it. It's We're that, all getting fucked anyway. So it's, <laughs> that, 
it yeah, is what it is. It's the have versus the have nots in this country, and that is it. I get that. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't care. What was you? You said the thing about Will Smith, Walker. Because I'm curious. Oh my God. Okay. No, I shared. I want to. Um, I want to know your take on that. Okay. So first of all, I think Jada is a fucking snake of a woman. Um, and you know me. Like, okay, for those of you that don't know, I have a pink podcast. All the things. Um, so I'm a very open-minded individual. Okay. Yeah. I'm a very accepting individual about all the things. I could really give a fuck if the woman has a man friend. Do whatever you're gonna do. But it's the concept of. My biggest problem, the post I shared, let me start there. The post I shared was basically talking about the mental repercussions that Will Smith had after the Grammys thing. Like he was banned for 10 years. Um, He had three different movie deals basically pull out from underneath him. He's currently in rehab for anger issues and all this different shit. And Jada publicly stated that she thought it was an exaggerated response, but we all saw her face. We We all saw all the things, the signs were there, okay? My biggest issue is when you look at that family in general, the fact that she went about telling her husband about her affair and about her issues with him for the first time. So we know on public television, like, you know what I mean? Like for me, I'm like, if you really had issues, if you really had problems as a couple, why not go and have that conversation with him privately? And like the whole world just watched this man's face shatter. And then now we're in a situation again where he thinks he's defending his wife's honor. And then to have your wife go tell the public, yeah, he he was super exaggerated. I'm like, this hoe is not a ride or die. Uh-uh. Like, no, you're if, if, if you know that his intention was to defend your honor, you at least say you may not agree with the violence, but you understood where he was coming from. She literally just threw him under the bus like it was nothing and then expected his mental health to be fine. So I think the day that he cuts Jada out of his life, it'll be golden. Uh, I, I, I almost agree with you. Um, I think Jada is this, is, she's the whole toxic part of it, but yep. I think, I think Will should have been a grown ass man. I know right. what, I know he, why he did what he did. First off, you tell me to my face that you're fucking my son's friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, your ass is out. Bro. <laughs> you, you, you ain't made a good movie in fucking 20 years and I'm goddamn <laughs> Will Smith. Oh, no, 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 no. Toodaloo, motherfucker. Like, you yeah. get the fuck out of here, and I'm making the bald jokes. Like, yeah. uh, no, no, I literally, you're wheel fuck. You're the Fresh Prince. Right. No, she looks like the Fresh Prince now. There ain't <laughs> fuck that shit. No. I agree. I know why he did what he did, though. He loves that woman so much. And yeah. every man is guilty of what I'm about to tell you right now. When you love a woman the way that he loves her, mm-hmm. when he saw her, Right then, at that moment, when when Chris Rock made that joke, mm-hmm. he thought that he could win her back. He could win her heart and soul back right there yep. by going up and standing up for her. He didn't think about the Oscars. He didn't think about the consequences of the movie deal. He's done what every single man has ever done when they have tried to get their woman back. He yep. wanted to stand up for her. And right. you know what? She's for the streets. It fucking turns out just like that every single time. They throw you under the bus every single time. Man, I'm telling you, I broke my hand over a girl on the outside of a bar before. It don't ever. It it never works. It never works. When she, the, one of the things that I have learned in the past several years is we as men think, y'all, women think that they can change a man when they you see can't. our red flags. You can't. But you know what's even worse than that? 
you literally cannot change a woman's mind. When she says that she's done, she's done. She's done. You can't get that love back. You can't get whatever feelings back that she had. There's there's no there's nothing that you can do. You can bust your ass, you can try. But if she's wandered, if she's ever maybe not even wandered, but if she's just not in love with you anymore, best thing you can do, boys, let her go. Pack your shit. Put your big boy pants on. Realize it's going to hurt for a little while. But you got to move on. Yep. There's nothing you can do. Will doesn't understand that. Nope. And, but none of us He's do. trying hard. I'm telling you, but none of us do. I mean, I, I've yeah. been there. I, and I, I think when you said you can't, like, when it comes to ladies think they can change. I, I did a TikTok on this and I did a TikTok on the other one. When men, I feel like with women, though, when men will tell them, like, I've, I've had situations with friends where like, they'll be bawling their eyes out because this guy broke their heart. And then they're out. like, what happened? And they'll be like, well, you know, he told me that he didn't want anything serious. And, and, you know, he told me that I, he just wanted something casual, but like, I really just thought it was because of his past and his ex and he was hurt. And I'm like, pause, stop. He flat out told you what he wanted. You chose to hear in your brain. I'm going to be that thing that shows him that women are different. He, he told you up front what he wanted. So if you chose to hear something totally different, that's not on that man. That's on you. You know, yeah. and I think that happens a lot where us as women will think, oh, I can, I can be the one that's different. I can be the one that changes him. He communicated what he wanted. Just take it for what it is. And if he decides to communicate to you that he wants more, okay, fine. But we can't, we do that a lot where we'll get upset at men for saying what they want and then not giving us what we wanted in our heads, but we never communicated to them. We're like, oh yeah, that's fine. Casual. I'm, I'm down. I'm hip. I'm cool with it, whatever. But like secretly we're like fabricating how we're going to get married or something and be, be the one of your life and change everything around. And I'm like, that's not, it's now, not it. I know it's like me, me and you've had our conversations shit on this. I, yes. I, I think I'm more of like wired, like a woman though. I want someone. Mm-hmm that changes. I want someone who catches me off guard, but I'm very open about the fact that like I'm single. Uh, mm-hmm. like I had, I have my fun, but I don't, I like, I like experience in life. I don't, somebody has to catch me off guard and has to like yeah. be something special to me. Yeah. If you're, if you're not something special to me, I don't, I don't give a fuck about being around you. Right. Like, right, right, right. I, I, I don't care. Like, I don't, that's not what I look for in life anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm too old for that. You actually have to be meaningful to me for me to be around you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't fucking care. Like, right. I, there is people that I think could change my mind. But then I get around them, and it's like, <laughs> what the fuck am I well- doing? <laughs> I, but this is where the stupid-ass social media shit plays into it. Yes. I think... Uh, I think like, uh, I don't know how to put this. There's people that you get a certain piece of them through social media. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually get around them, you get mm-hmm. that little bit of a piece and you're like, you know what? This is cool. This is cool. I vibe with this person. Right. And then the next thing you know, you're like, I hate no. this person. Yep. Like, what the yep. fuck? I, you remember about my Missouri catastrophe. You remember? You remember that when I drove 11 hours? Oh, yeah. You talking about Yeah, that. that's yeah. a prime example of that one. For those who yeah. don't know, met a guy, talked to him for like six months on social media. My first red flag should have been he was deployed at the time. That's all. Okay. He um, was drove, what? 
he was deployed at the time oh, yeah. we met. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I drove 11 hours to this man's house. It was not the same. Okay. It was not the same at all. But at the time, like it was, it was a different vibe. It was a different circumstance. Like that shift stuff shifts so quickly and it, it's sad when it does, but it's kind of like, yeah, you know, but also in the concept of social media, the sense of convenience, I feel like has ruined our ability to genuinely take the time to get to know people. Like, it's almost as if like the easiness of swiping and this and that, and we have all these options now. And so people don't want to commit. You know what I mean? There's, there's just this endless, I feel like cycle that social media has caused for people to either want the unrealistic expectation that social media has set for a lot of relationships. Like I totally get the whole, if you wanted to, he would, if she wanted to, she would. There are some people that will go above and beyond and that's great. And if that's your person, that's great. But it's almost as if to a point, I feel like women are a lot more guilty of this, where if men aren't doing, you know, the super glamorous, over romanticized social media level things, it's almost like, well, you're a shit dude. Well, no, he's not. He's just not a Hallmark movie either. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's this unreal and that's media in general, but I feel like there's an unrealistic expectation set by social media on the concept that everything's supposed to be hunky dory all the time. And it's not. Or you have those people that are in those relationships now and they like, it's almost as if the social media approval of relationships are more important than the actual relationships nowadays. Absolutely. If that makes sense. No, it does. I need everyone to know that we're a super happy couple, even though we're fighting six days a week. Like, I, I will never understand that. I've literally seen, I've seen firsthand now to where people will post and it's almost like they're giving their following a taste of somebody. Like yeah. they're, they're, they're giving their following a taste of them and somebody and seeing if the people that keep up with them every day approve of this or not, mm-hmm. even though, even though they seem happy yep. or whatever, they want to see if everybody else likes it or not. And if they don't like it, they're like, Oh no, mm-hmm. now I'm not happy. This isn't That's the stupidest <laughs> fucking shit to me. Yep. That I just I don't understand that at all. Like it is the dumbest fucking shit to me. Um, and then like they break up and everyone's shocked, and I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> no. no, at all. At all. I tell <laughs> I tell people all the time how fucking stupid they are about it. Like all the fucking time. Um, but yeah, the convenience thing. I literally posted something about this. The older I get, the more that I realize that convenience mm-hmm. is is something that shouldn't come into a factor when it when you're dating somebody. Like right. when, when you have like a connection with somebody, I don't necessarily ever want to be in a long-term relationship. I'm a needy bitch. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I want attention. I want to be around somebody. <laughs> I like, I want to do those sweet things. Like I actually like the romance side of a relationship. Right. I, I, that's the stuff that actually like drives me with somebody. But in the world we live in now, like in the area I live in, don't nobody want to date my ass. <laughs> I get it. I wouldn't want to fucking date me. <laughs> I, I've just, I, nobody likes me. It's okay. Aww. One thing, one thing I have just come to love though, you goddamn Texas women, you, yeah, we're you fucking Texas women. I am obsessed with. I, I told you to move here. I, I, if there wasn't a little blonde girl back sleeping at the studio right now, I probably would. They are Tennessee. But, uh, but anyway, so like what I have like come to realize I literally just drove to Fort Worth a couple weeks ago for my buddy Blaine's birthday um, and to record some shows and everything with some people. That's a 13-hour drive for me. 
but then I get people that call me that live 20 minutes away and I don't want to drive to their house. <laughs> and it's like the people that I love and the people that I care about, like I will drive to Nashville in a heartbeat for my boys up there mm -hmm. I, are the people that I care about, but the people that I just don't give a shit about anymore. I don't, I don't care about going nowhere for, yeah. I think, I think convenience is out the window when you care. Right. Like, the older I get, the more I realize that it just doesn't fucking matter. You're not going to find people that you generally have a connection with, maybe in your hometown, maybe in the mm -hmm. circle that you're used to. When you find those people, you, you fucking don't care about it. Like, it's the yeah. same thing what we was talking about the journey earlier. Mm -hmm. You don't care about how long it takes. You yeah. don't care about those plane rides. You don't care about any of that shit anymore. Like, yeah, it's it worth just, it. Yeah, it just kind of just goes out the fucking window. You're like, I don't care no more. But well, that's the thing, too. Like, if you think about it, too, like, especially, I think, it's again, this is heavier with women, too, is, like, on the instant gratification, too. Because, like, when I was talking about having all the options and things like that, people's values have shifted so much with what they want out of a relationship. Like, I don't, I probably see a post every single week that's, like, you don't post me on social media, so clearly you don't love me. And I'm sitting here, like, Okay, like, and love languages are different and things like that. But then you have those girls that, or those guys even, that they would get 600, 700 likes on something and they feel more appreciated from that interaction than their significant other cooking dinner for them or, yeah. you know, going out of their way for them. And I just, I, it shifted what we value so much in society. And it's so sad because, and then they don't really realize it until they get with what they thought they wanted. And then it's like, I thought it's so good, but you can't get it back because you done fucked up, you know? So value the little things, people. I think, see, I'm, I think the, depending on the person, I think you got to show them off. Like for me. Oh, no, yes, for sure. For, for me and you, for what we do for a living, mm -hmm. I think you have to, yes. unless, unless they just don't want to be. Right. I think that there's no other option. Like, I agree. Because, I get it. <laughs> Because your inbox has to look like my inbox. Your inbox has to be way worse than mine. Uh, yeah, yeah, I look. There's just that you have to. Like, I don't want to cross. I'm not there to cross that bridge yet. But when mm -hmm. I, whenever I do get there, if fucking when hell freezes over, um, like, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like, there's been times, like, even like when me and you have posted pictures together or whatever. Mm-hmm people will blow me up that I'm not even talking to. I'm not even spending time with. And they'll be like, oh, you're dating Kate now, aren't you? Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, uh, We posted what? a picture. Like, does it matter? Like, yeah. If I was? Goddamn, when we was in Fort Worth and I posted Texas Tornado underneath that picture of me and you, and goddamn didn't we look good together. I'm just going to say that. Uh -huh. But, 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 don't try to smile too little. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, but people lost their fucking minds in my inbox. And it's like, if I've ever been nice to somebody, if I've ever even been like sweet to somebody, they're dating. You're, you're like, we're talking. And it's like, no, I'm just a nice fucking person. Like I also, I also am one of these people that I think that everybody should have somebody be sweet to them. I don't, yeah. I, I think everybody should have somebody be nice to them. And there's a lot of women that just don't get that. There's a lot of women that just literally, they've never had anybody tell them they're pretty. He's too nice. I'm too nice. You're too nice. 
I don't fucking know. I don't know. I, I need I you to be mean to me, which is true. No, there are literally people like that, though. They're like, yeah. mm, he's just too nice of a guy. And I'm like, make it make sense. I don't understand. Piss me don't. off. Piss me off one time. And I bet you I won't say that. Yeah. Well. God, they don't. Nobody wants to see pissed off side of me. I don't like. I don't think I ever really. I think I've only I've seen drunk pissed off you. But even then, you weren't like pissed off. You were like bothered by this situation. Yeah, and that was about it. But I don't think I've ever seen you genuinely no. I enraged. Ever since Gracie, I used to be like I used to have like a lot of anger built up in me. But since the older Gracie has got, that side has just like completely left me. No, like I used to be fucking full of anger all the time. But who the fuck wants to live like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. I think I had, like, a bunch of complexes back in the day. And I think <laughs> it just built up to where there was nothing but anger in me. And anytime somebody would piss me off, I would just let them out. But now it's just like, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Is I, this worth it? No. no <laughs> it, well, I, I'll tell you this. This is funny because I hadn't shared this on the show yet. I was saving it for somebody good on the show. And, oh. who, and who fucking better than you? Oh, thank you, thank you. So uh, the other night, I don't know if uh, who, if any of y'all saw it on my Facebook that's listening. Other night, I think it was, uh, I think, yeah, it was Saturday. Me and Lee Tucker and some more people were hanging out at the studio or whatever. And um, I have a lot of random people on my Snapchat. And this, uh, this girl who's a random person on my Snapchat has a basset hound. And, and I have a basset hound. So yeah. I, I literally on this bitch's picture, I put heart eyes and said cute puppy. <laughs> All I said was cute puppy. Like we're getting married. <laughs> no, it got it's worse. Next thing I know, like my Snapchat is ringing, like somebody's calling me. Oh. And I'm like, I'm sitting here with Lee and everybody else. I'm not fucking ants. I don't know this person. Right. Like, I add, I can't add anybody else on my Snapchat. Like I mm-hmm. hit my limit. Everybody else is like subscribes or follows where the hell it is. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not answering a random person on here. Like, I, right. don't, I don't even know what this is. Next thing I know, since I don't answer, I get a picture. I, I open it and I'm thinking it's going to be this girl and her dog. Yeah. It's, not, it's her boyfriend. Oh. This dude literally sends oh me a face picture. I messaged him back and I was like, uh, I don't know who you are, but I was just saying, like, y'all, she had a cute dog. My bad. Right. Dude then calls me again. I don't pick up. And I was like, my bad guy. Uh, You know, sorry. Goddamn. Yeah. Please quit calling me. I don't know you. Yeah. Uh, um, whatever. And then he sends me one more face picture, and I just delete them off Snapchat or whatever. Yeah. And, well, then I make this post on Facebook because I'm drunk. And I was like, today's words of wisdom. Don't let you, don't let your insecurities make you act like a psycho. Can't even uh, com- compliment how cute a dog is without somebody's boyfriend FaceTiming me on Snapchat. I don't want your old lady, but I will take the puppy. Oh, uh, this dude literally goes on to my Facebook. Oh my god! I didn't even know that I was friends with the girl on Facebook. I deleted her since, but this is from his account, and um. They were like, sorry, I got fat fingers. Didn't mean to call. And uh, then I'll, I'll let you uh, babysit the dog anytime. But then they go to my inbox and start messaging me. It was like, oh, you want to talk shit and bust us out about that? And I was like, dude, you're the one who just 
commented on it. I didn't tag y'all and I didn't even know that we were friends on whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all are psychos. That right. Yeah, I don't like the insecurity. The fact though yeah. that he was on both of them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is more like yikes. I okay, so I actually I really want to do like a segment where I just go through my DMs and like act them out in person, but I feel like it would get me arrested. Because a lot of people don't think about it. Like when you think about the things that people send to your DMs, right? And you're sitting there and I'm like, I know damn well that if I was a random person sitting at a restaurant, you would not come up and say this to me. And so I really want to take my DMs and just walk up to random dudes on the street and (laughs) just start reading my DMs. But I feel like it would get me arrested. Trey Lewis does that. Um, Does he? The guy who sings uh, Dick Down in Dallas. Yeah. Um, He reads, I I can't remember what, he does it like on Monday. He has a podcast too. It's called... uh, uh, DM Mondays, y'all check it out. But uh, mm-hmm. are you still doing your podcast before I, I, I say this? Yes. Was it called again? Hate unfiltered. Can you talk louder? Hate unfiltered. Thank you, dickhead. <laughs> um, but he does it. He like literally whatever these girls send him, and there's some fucking good stuff. Women uh, are raunchy. Good God, are they? We are raunchy. People think that men are bad. No, I have seen the first comment sections of a lot of these dudes and all these different. But I'm. I'd be concerned. You don't know how many times you don't know how many times I've got messages. And it's pretty much like I'll be your baby mama in a heartbeat and you ain't got to pay child support. Like some nasty shit. Oh my. (laughs) I I promise you. Like there's been times that I've been, I've blushed. And like, it's just like you. Which is funny because you're usually people making people blush. So that's impressive. That's impressive if that's accomplished. I just, I just don't see how that, I've never understood how that would get someone, unless, if you've never had a conversation with somebody, like if me and you were to send something like that to each other, we would automatically know that we're fucking with each other. Like yes. we're, we're playing. Yes. But if you've never had a conversation with somebody, right? do they not know that that could be taken serious? Right. No, like, really yeah. Like you, we might take you like you're being real. Yeah. yeah I don't like, understand people. First impressions are, they're, they're important. I posted a, a picture of my uh, my incisions like right after surgery, and I had a guy in my DMs that said, "If you need me to lick your wounds, I volunteer." You just made me throw up. I'm not <laughs> I uh, so hard. I was like, uh, I didn't even respond. I just blocked him. I was just like, that that right there is some some weird shit. I, I've seen a lot of shit in my day, you know that, but that right there was that was a no for me. No fucking shit. Ugh. I, I couldn't even look. I could not even look at like your progress pictures because I'm so squeamish. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Uh, I pulled my drains out myself. That was uh, fun. I had these. I had these. For those of you that don't know, you have to have drains put in your hips when you get muscle repair and tummy tucks because there's a lot of fluid that builds up in your stomach. And so these drains came out of my hips and they were probably about, I don't know, 14 inches long, 14, 15 inches long, probably longer than that coming out of my hips, these little things that collect the fluid. Yeah, well, too. I didn't, I didn't realize it, but when I snipped the stitches and they didn't, they don't warn you. Okay. They just say, Hey, snip the stitches, clean the thing and pull it out. Okay. And cause your nerve endings, you don't really feel a lot. It just feels like pressure. There was probably about another 15 inches, 16 inches inside my body. Oh. So like, if you had to go from like under my rib cage to my hip of two, just, and you can't, you can't like stop. Cause if you do it pulls the blood that's already out back in and it, it, it's anyway it increases chance fucking, of infection I, I don't fucking need to know 
It was a whole thing. It was not very fucking um, need and okay. I still have all the stitches in my belly button that I have to remove. Oh god. <laughs> god damn, I hate all that shit. My, <laughs> my buddy Brooklyn, my buddy Brooklyn got the the mommy makeover or whatever. Oh, yeah. And the, he told me that I wanted to get that done, but it was too much on my body. Oh my god. And she would constantly send pictures. It's and, a lot. And I don't know why I'm such a bitch about blood. And and anything go- like I'm choking up over here. I'm trying not to think about it. <laughs> like I'm trying to behave. I don't yeah. know. Uh, no. I hate that shit. It literally makes me sick thinking about it. Well, I got super lucky because they had told me that I was going to be like bleeding through my compression garment. And I never did any of that. Like I had a, a pretty easy recovery compared to a lot of ladies. Um, There was a girl that got surgery on the same day that I did. And she had the same thing. She had a mommy makeover. So the boobies were done and the butt and all the things. And she ended up getting necrosis in her back. And so like What's basically that? necrosis is when the skin dies, literally. So it turns black, it falls off and you're left with a gaping hole. Oh, God. So like the back incision that I have, which looks like a V, like it stops at your butt crack and it looks like a V, probably about eight inches of it, of a, like a circle of the skin, just dead, just a gaping hole in her back. And they have to go to skin wound care and get a skin graft to fix it. So, God damn, I'm glad it is not for the leak. I promise you that much. (sighs) I'm glad. Oh God, you're literally turning my fucking stomach. (laughs) I cannot tell you. No, this is sick. I didn't send you anything that was bad. At least. I could have sent you like the pictures of like my drain no. pocket. I took tons of those. Shut the fuck up. I'll just measure them to you after the show. I will fucking block you. <laughs> and I absolutely love you. I will block the fuck out of you. I'll have to unblock you though if you keep posting pictures looking like Tina Turner. I'm super excited. I'm oh. super excited about my results though. And and I, I'll admit, so you know me and you know my opinions on certain things like OnlyFans and all the stuff. I'm not starting an OnlyFans. No. Yeah. But I will tell you what, I've, I used to be super judgmental girls like that, that, you know, post the half naked. If you have the confidence, okay, I'm not going to lie. Like I did. So I, the shoot that I did for my spring content, I did like a tactical bunny thing, which I was fully dressed for. And then they, at the location though, we didn't know that the shoot location had like the Victoria's Secret wings, like the big Chloe ostrich feather wings. Yeah. And I happened to have had purchased some pastel colored lingerie sets and i may have done some victoria's secret style things yeah but i never but i but i never thought i would do it and it wasn't until i was in a position though where i was like i feel like a bad bitch right now i do i feel very confident at this point in time and whether i share them or not i don't know yet but at the same time it's kind of like i i get it when you when you genuinely it's so different i think that's one of the biggest things about losing this weight and and this process has been to get from a point where you're convincing yourself that you love how you look, even though that, you know, you don't, but you're trying to have positive self-talk to then wake up and look in yourself in the mirror and be like, I look pretty okay today, you know, but like actually believe it. I think that's been one of the most powerful things out of this entire experience. Even when I'm, I'm still swollen like motherfucker right now, but even with my swollen results, I'm so confident in who I am. And I think that it's, it's transferred to other parts of my life too. Like not just the image, but like my mentality has shifted a lot. And I've had, you know, mixed reviews on that of people saying, oh, like your appearance shouldn't, you know, affect all the kind of things. But when you really genuinely love yourself and you don't have to just 
convince yourself that you do like that's a really powerful feeling you know yeah. well so, i mean yeah. anybody that's ever dealt with like body dysmorphia or anything yeah. like, that, like it's if you it's look good if you look good you're gonna be mentally good like, yeah. I, i'm going through that now like i'm I, right now i'm lighter than i have been in like four or five years well i'm probably not that about three years like i'm like 220 right now by the okay. time i get to nashville i'm supposed to be like 215 like that's my goal Mm-hmm. And if I get to 215, that's literally the lightest I have been. Fuck, it's long goddamn time. <laughs> long time. 210 is like my goal weight, and I'm almost there. But, like, when you get to that point to where, like, it just makes you fucking feel good. Mm-hmm. And, and if you feel good, it's everything else is kind of just like, I, I get it. I, I get it. You don't have to. For folks, it. it especially for somebody like you too, that it's just another, I don't know how to put this. You're already a good person. It just kind of adds to it. Like it, it already, like you've already got the vibe. You already check off so many boxes. So if you add like one more, it's like putting a little bit more gas on the fire is what I'm trying to say. Like it, it just like adds to your flame. Like if you can add just a little bit more then why the fuck not add a little bit more. Right. Uh, it's like the message that I sent you, I already told you. Like, I, know I already thought you was a bad motherfucker anyway. But you're one of those that did not matter if you weigh 300 pounds or you weigh whatever you weigh now or, or lighter, whatever you feel comfortable weighing, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Your inside has always matched. Like, you're, you're beautiful on the inside. Thank you. Yeah, like, you're not like a lot of the fuckers that out there. <laughs> like, that's one of the reasons why I've always been, like, had an attachment towards you, though is you're genuine you don't get that shit you and me both have been around so many of these people that you meet through here and that's why i've always tried to push your punk ass so hard i know it is because you are going to be one of those as long as something terrible doesn't happen and by the time you are my age you're going to be super fucking successful and i'm going to be like calling you then asking you for advice like hey how do i do this now now, I, I honestly, I think you're going to end up with, like, I was going to say your own show. You have your own show. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like what you have going right now is going to grow in so many ways. And, and that's the funny thing, though, for, like, those of you that are listening that didn't know Josh and his bearded bastard days. Like, and I, to this mind, it, it still boggles my brain that that was even a thing for you. Like, it really does. Like, when I think back to you know, what bearded bastard was and all that ish, and it was never bad. It wasn't, it wasn't that it was bad. Just the the type of person and the flair you had then you still have that flair it's just different now I like knew, i knew what i had to do like it's when, evolved well the thing was and and i said this for like the longest time that people just didn't realize i knew going into it that i didn't have money to market myself that sex was the cheapest thing you could do i've always called it the Brett Favre rule i've always said that everything that was going to make me successful. I was going to model it after Brett Favre. If y'all have never heard me say this rule before, Brett Favre had the ability to make women want him and men want to be him. That is a key for success for a man. So sex is your cheapest selling tool. And I already supported my country. I already supported police officers, first responders, everything else. You had a little bit of flair. I shared my trauma. I shared my, my mental health stuff, you package that all into one with some pretty ladies and stuff involved in it. 
But the second that I could get away from it, I did, because it was supposed to be a means to an end. Mm-hmm. That, that's all it was ever meant to be. And I've never looked back once I got away from it. And that's what I hope happens with a lot of these girls on social media that are using sex as a selling tool, whether, right. whether it is OnlyFans or whether it's just some shaking their ass to kind of promote their stuff or like showing cleavage or, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's okay. Hardy's fucking does it. Ford does it. Yeah. Every major brand uses sex as a selling tool. But once, yeah. once you've pulled people in and they realize that you're more than that, get the fuck away from it. Don't let it become your staple. You right. don't let that be your permanent fixture. There's right. so much more to speak. You can be sexy, but yeah. don't be, don't let it be all about sex. You yeah. are fucking great at that. You sexual ha- appeal. Yeah. You have the ability to be sexy as hell, but it's not about sex. Yes. And a lot of people don't get how that's balance. Yeah. They don't get that. Right. And I would love actually, and I'll, I'll send you her info because honestly, I think she'd be great on this show. But Hammond Bailey, she's a sweetheart. She's out in uh, Dallas, Dallas, Fort Worth. We just had a conversation about this last night because her and I, she's, this girl works. She's a single mom, two kids, worked six jobs. Um, I'm not kidding. Like, she is a farmhand, a nanny, uh, manages an Airbnb for someone else. Like, she does absolutely everything under the sun. And um, we were talking about it. And we were like, you know, if we could, if we just did, we, okay, we can't do OnlyFans, but maybe we could just do, like, one or two pictures here and there, like, where we can still keep our image of being, like, these proper badass babes, but we get it. Sex does sell. You know, that is, that is part of the marketing world, but that's kind of the conflicting thing I've got right now when I did that shoot because I was like, I've been, I've built my brand on not being that girl. I've built yeah. my brand on the conservative, not well, like political part, but like, well, you, you know, could, being, well, you could mix it. You, you could mix it. You just would have to do it. You remember how we, I was telling you earlier, you can do stuff like when I was talking about uh, the community guidelines and everything about doing yeah. stuff your way. Mm-hmm. you can do it you just have to do it your way yeah and you don't have to the second that you break your way you sold out as long as you don't sell out it's fine right I, there's nothing wrong with it tastefully and artistically yes is the route i'd like to go you are you already all you have to do all you have to do is some of the stuff that you post on social media mm-hmm. don't post it on social media no more yeah that, that's it I mean, th- I mean, that's valid. literally just, th- I mean, it's art. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's, it, it's art. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, and, but then, and there's actually, there's a girl that does that perfectly. Yeah. And I think I've mentioned her before. Her name's Savannah Glenbin. She got really big on TikTok and then lost her page on Instagram. And she restarted a new page on Instagram. She's a Marine vet. Uh, she said her first son and uh, gorgeous, gorgeous girl. And she does have an OnlyFans, but I will tell you what. If you go and look at that girl's Instagram, you would never think she like she yeah. does things so artistically, so tastefully. You know, she shares everything from her life as a mom, as a new mom to her husband, all this. stuff. And it's just the but she's a videographer and a photographer. And the way that she does her pictures are just it's like I don't I'm not even mad at this. Like, I feel like I'm walking in a museum and this is just a print that happens to be on a wall. Like she does it in a way that's so tasteful that I, I view her no differently as I did prior to knowing that she had one, you know? So it's all about presentation 
And then it's also you having real expectations. Now, yes. like, yeah, like, so somebody like, uh, I don't know. I just I always use Paige as a fucking example because I love Paige. Paige, yeah. Paige is literally building her dream home in Alabama right now, log cabin, because of the money she's made off of it. Now, like, she's made millions of dollars off of it, but Paige was wild on there. And there ain't nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. I love that she's got that hustle on there. I'll, right. I'll, I also think that she's going to get to a point to where it's a means to an end. We've talked about right. it. But mm-hmm. you, if you were to do something more tasteful or whatever, and you kept it along his lines, you're not going to make that money. No. Nope. But, <laughs> but, but what if you made like an extra $1,500, $2,000 a month, and it just paid your rent, and it took a burden off? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know I if mean, I really want to go that route. I think honestly, if anything, if I ever did, if I ever do share pictures like that, it'll be like a, to say I, I did it. You know what I mean? Cause I never yeah. thought I'd be able to do, I never thought I'd have the confidence to be able to do something like that. And I did, think it would be more like a, did okay, you have to pay for your surgery? For yes, it was in Mexico. They don't, they don't do it through insurance. In Mexico. Uh, how much your surgery cost? 9,000. You pay for your surgery with it. Stop. I'm not getting an OnlyFans. Job. No, I'm just fucking with you. I'm, fuck, I'm fucking with you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying anything that you do, if it's a I means know. to an end. Yeah. And you true. do it and you do it your way. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that everybody like, as long as you do shit your way. No, no I'm not telling you to do bad shit, motherfucker. I know. I'm not I... telling you to like, but if somebody, whoever that Hannah, you're not talking about the Hannah girl from Alabama, are you? The one who uh, does the hunting and fishing? Hold on a second. Grace. Hannah Baron? Yeah. Uh-uh. All right. Come tell me bye. You, you can come tell me bye. Gracie. I'm fine then, <laughs> asshole. Bye, Grace. Love you. Asshole. Um, <laughs> anyway. No, like, is, uh, yeah, I thought you were talking about her. I met her at Trey Lewis concert. She was no, 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 no. Um, I never met her. I've heard great things about her, but I've never met her. Oh, yeah. She was nice. She could be. Uh, but yeah. Um, but, uh, I thought Gracie texted me and told me to go to hell, but somebody else. Uh, so mom. <laughs> oh, you still didn't get a go to hell text? I'm shocked. I got no, I got a go to hell text. It was, but, it was, but it was from her mom, <laughs> who just picked her up and walked through here. Um, but uh, no, um, nice people. All I meant was <laughs> it, just as long as you do shit your way, you can't ever get mad. Like, it don't even matter if it's OnlyFans or whatever. whatever. Your social media, whatever it is. Yeah. Hold on. Gracie, what did you walk back in here for? Well, come give me a bye kiss. Why are you walking back in here if you're not going to give me a bye kiss, fucker? Come here. Tell Miss Kate, hey. Hi. Tell her hey. <laughs> oh, mean ass. I'll pick you up for school tomorrow. She's uh, grown so much. She's a, she's a badass. Uh. But anyway, yeah. But uh, just keep doing shit your way, regardless of what it is. Regardless of what it is, you're gonna be good at whatever the fuck you do. Thank you, thank you. Um, but I think that's good for this episode. I think me, well, I think we did some good shit and talked about some good shit. And uh, drop all your stuff again. I don't know your new uh TikTok or the website for your gear or anything. So drop all that your YouTube. Make you sure everybody can. knows where to get it. You guys can follow me at underscore Kate Stinson underscore on all platforms, Instagram and TikTok. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Kate Stinson. You can go check out my brand, The Unfactioned at theunfactioned.com. I think that's everything. Yeah. Go check think, it out. 
I'm gonna name the show that the uh this episode the unfaction with Kate Stinson. Do it. I will. That way it'll drive some folks there, hopefully. I appreciate you. You're welcome, darling. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. I will catch y'all next time.